To get to Motiti Island, you need to catch a plane from Tauranga. It takes about eight minutes. The first plane is at 8.30 a.m. That's the drop-off. The pick-up is at 4.30 in the afternoon. So that's a fair amount of time to spend on the island if you're a visitor. As the plane lands, I can see a row of ten cars, empty, abandoned, all waiting for their owners to come back from the mainland. I'm told many are staying with relatives because of the cold climate. Then there are those waiting for the plane because I'm not the only cargo. In the seat at the back is bread, milk, supplies, diesel and whatever their family send over in the plane. Biscuits, tea bags, coffee. It's lucky that Graham Hoite, Komatua of Motiti, not only offered to take me around the island to be my guide and host for eight hours, but most of all for him to share his story with me about his life on Motiti. I grew up on the island and I went to school over here. Uh, we had a school wall of 36. There must have been only about uh, two, two to a class. And uh, one teacher taught the primrose violet to form two. Yeah. In the holidays, summer times, we went down to the beaches down here. We got our own bays over here, take our for swim, come back. We had a hard life over here. Planted maize, kumra. And when uh, come to shoulder maize, to shoulder maize, all the farmers got together and helped to uh, shell the maize, put them in sacks. And when the boat come, everybody went down to take the maize down to the boats. Uh, there was 20 bags of maize per trailer, five trailers, about 100 bags or something, 110 bags of maize. We have to load the boat, and the boat will take about two hours to go to town. And we booked, the taka, we booked our tucker down, and we only pay once a year. H.B. Melford was our grocery shop at the Melford. H.P.? H.B. Melford. We book our tucker and we only pay there at the end of the year when we sell our maize, we pay our tucker bill. Sometimes some of the farmers are struggling to pay their tucker bills there. What's tucker? Uh, the food, the kaipat. Oh, tucker. <laughs> My dad had to go to work there for a while, try and help us. We had a bit of a struggle over here. He had a paddock of onions and it was all right growing the stuff here, but it was trying to transport it to the mainland. The sea was always the, the problem. When it's rough, you can't get it. Might be a week or two weeks, no boat. Then you yeah. might clean up, then you just grab the And does the maize go pedo? Oh, well, we had maize cribs here. We stored them up in the maize crib, in, on maize cobs. And when they let it dry out, why not in maize... I tell you, I've got a photo of the barges. Oh, no, I can hold it for oh. you. Oh, you want it? Uh, the top one is the church house that was built in 1920. And... Uh, hey, there's a plane in the photo. Yeah, that plane is the... In the Tiger Moth, double That's wing plane. That's a good shot. <laughs> 1920. The people that built that church was Karaloo Smith, North to Piriraku. Oh, Carlos Smith. Karaloo Smith. Yeah, there's another Karaloo Smith now alive today. Yeah, He's 80, yeah. but I think it was his... Oh, oh, Karaloo Smith, 1920, I think. Something like that. He built that church house. And this picture is a barge. Yeah. There must be about... Uh, there's all these sacks of maize, I think. In a row? Yeah. All from Mortiti? All from Mortiti, Oh, yeah. there's a better shot down there. And down there, that might be about 600 sacks of maize on that one. Yeah, it was tough work, yeah. So that's a, a clear snapshot of life in, on Mortiti on, uh, Island. Yeah. It was a good, clean life over here, you know. We all worked hard. Everybody had a hard life over here. When it come to the Sunday, was us, uh, there was church uh, Christian... 
fellowship, there's a Wagner, Ringer too, Church of England. Each farm had their own uh, religion, but they still went to church. No matter what sort of church, they still religion. And it was really good those days. We all worked hard and we all worked together as one. These days you can see it in the photo. Mm. It's all by horse and cart. So you talked earlier, um, Graham, about there used to be some 20 horses, eh? So we might have about uh, 15 horses. Some of them might have about 12 horses. Some of them might be 20 draft horses. And the horse's job was to clean all the roadways from the beach, past the marae, past the church, past all the homes, up and down. And the horses were starving. The grass was that short. was better than a lawn. That was their job, keeping the grass short. Of course, the paddocks, the fenway was all in maize. The rough hills might have pigs or something in there. And Is this the 60s, 50s? Oh, the, the, these, these photos have been the late uh, 50s, 60s. 50s, eh? 60s? Uh, yeah, 60s, yeah. And so you were on the island at yeah, that time? Yeah, yeah, Were you here as a teenager? Oh, I left school here. Yeah, well, 14 oh, years. About 13. Oh, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad bought us a brand new tractor, a nothing or three-cylinder diesel, and he wanted uh, my twin brother and I to stay here. To carry on work the land, we waited, we waited, we couldn't get a barge. So we all packed up and went to Maratai, worked the lands over there, 600 uh, plough in the hills with the horse and disc. Then the old man took us on a tractor to Cora, working Tasman Pulp and Paper Mill, 1962. And so you, you moved back to the island permanently in 1995? Yeah, 95, so something like that. Yeah, about 18 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And tell me how... Life, what what life is like here on? Um, well, it was it was pretty good when I first come here because we had quite a community, eh? But I just notice it now. You look at the roads; the roads are lonely. Mukamukwe kore tangata hikoihari. Nobody walking up and down the roads, and kids, and no horses. And so my Fakaro is trying to put it under a trust or a corporation. All the modern lands together, binding them and the shares. How big you got to just try and put it in one sort of trust and bind it together. Mm. And, so my biggest wish now is to hope we get a wolf put in, a barge ramp. Why is that? Mm-hmm. To open the, the gateway for us for access. Self-sustainability is how the island people get by. At Graham's house, its batch-like quality is on two levels. Outside of his house is a whānau house for guests. The property is surrounded by fruit trees, workbenches, surfaces to gut fish, and artwork by his son, Mr G. Um, we're here in your beautiful whare. Let's talk about your house. When did you build it? And you and your lovely... Um, oh, your wife, lovely wife. wife built it, yeah. You've got to learn to be a broccoli, you've got to learn to be a plumber, you've got to, be <laughs> to do everything. Who's going to do it? No one. You just grab that saw and hammer and get stuck in. So, so you built this house? Yeah, you mean we wife did it. Yeah, but my brother did the plans. plans. Well, he's got a boy, he's a, a top artist, he's over in London. 18 years you've been sort of permanently here, and then next door to your house we've got, is that kind of like a, a manuhiri whare? Yeah, sort of? it's a whānau home. Whānau home. You know, anybody want to come over here, guest, and try and work something out together on the island? I was working down the avocados down the parking side for a while, and they run out of accommodation, so they stayed over here. Now, back in the old days, you actually used to run a little little, little tuck shop. Yeah, you run a tuck shop over here. Oh, no, we're doing well. We're making big money. Bought a gas stove, the buckets and uh, shovels, rakes and brooms and mops and for the line. You know, I've got a colour TV. I can tell you all now. It's solar power. Yeah. Oh. Māori Channel, oh, all TV. Oh, no, no. When it goes flat, I just go to the generator. But now the sun's shining. 
There's TV Colour. No power bills. No power bills. Have we got the phone here? Yeah, you got a phone here. On the on, on rough road, the cable's sticking down the road. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm in the whare of Graham Hoyte at the moment on Mortiti Island and a kilo. That TV? Special soup. Five twenty oh. to five thirty-five grams, two for five dollars. Or grab Kellogg's Nutri-Grain. Oh, I can't find my wood. Solar power. Yeah, the solar power. Yeah, solar power. Eh? It's different from the years when we were kids. We just had the old wood, carved stones, and a petrol generator. Charge the battery up for the light for the house, and the battery goes flat, and you have to get the candle. But now we've got a choice of a diesel generator. When the battery goes flat, go to the diesel motor. So we just want to go there and have a look now. Oh, nice. So he's got solar panels on top of his house that um, power the lights inside the whare and um, the TV. And normally we might go to generate in the winter because of lack of sun. Days are shorter. In the summertime, you've got all day plenty sun, plenty power for the generators. Mokopun is going to watch TV all day and spaces and whatever. So we go and have a look at our generator. This is rainwater. We live with rainwater. Right, yep. These are, I've got about one, two, three, four. I've got eight tanks here, rainwater. Eight tanks? Yeah. And is it just for this house? Um, no, no, for the both homes. For the both homes? For the both homes, yeah, the rainwater for the both homes. For the washing and the shower. Yeah, this is the, this is the diesel uh, motor. Single manger, Lister diesel, very economical to run. And we got this from uh, Rangiwaia. Rangiwaia, which is another yeah, island. Fano, they gave it us. We bought Matsukana. it for twenty dollars. Got it reconditioned, and it's still padding along. Oh, good backup, good backup system for the winter. And you got your little um. This is a shower there. Oh. So solar, solar shower, run on twelve volt battery. But then we got another one in the big home over there. We go over there. And so who's who who would stay in here, um, Graham? Just... Oh, well, the, the Parkinson would stay in here. I was working down the parking side on the island doing the road works and uh, they couldn't find accommodation for their three bully drivers, digger drivers, so they stayed over here. And why I like the home is it's different from Mamalaya. But when you're in a place like this, your workers got their own special rooms for mm. personal things. Yes, so two marae, one is Tamatia Kitehuatahi and the yeah, other... Tingotera. Yeah, we're right on top on the Faka Papa. How many reside on Motiti? At the moment, oh, might be about uh, 25. Right? They're all semi retired people, eh? No, not many Rangatai here. On October the 5th, 2011, one of New Zealand's worst environmental disasters occurred as the Rena cargo ship became stranded on the Otaiti Reef. In fact, some residents could see the ship from their kitchen window. Graham explains how the stranding and the overwhelming media presence at that time impacted Maltiti. Just so busy, I did all the movies, had a diary here, writing everything, and I got on well with all the people, and some things that people try and say, stick to the tick on, it's quite hard when you've got safety out there. So has it settled? Obviously it's quietened down a lot. Well, uh, I feel sorry for our people. Because there's so few over here, the stress and the strain putting on the people over here. When the first thing was all good, everybody hopping. Bang. You said TV, radio, journalists. We all worked together. They had the funding covered in and everybody got stuck in. But we still have it now. It's taking so long to get that ship off. 
Was it very disruptive to whānau life here? Still a bit uh, exciting, or well, just no, it's not exciting now. It's getting a bit hoha now. Yes, yeah, going on too long. When it first started, well, everybody was was good. Everybody was just got in boots and all and just did the work. You know, because there's a plane eh, that operates at set times, 8.30 and 4.30, and when the height of the arena happened, you were um, meeting some of the journalists, oh. some of the TV news reporters, and ta- whipping them around or taking them on tours. Yeah, hey. you know, I travelled there because the TV reporter, they only got limited time here. And when I get, go down the plane, pick them, I go to the Mai, and I try to find out why anymore the karanga. So come here, come to Motiti, get their piece. Yeah, go, yeah. I'll take you down to this beach where we where we hope to build a barge. This is the main road, this one. Yeah. Those, those policemen over here. No warrant of fitness. No <laughs> registration. <laughs> no, you got plenty of diesel. Get there, you know, and you can walk back. <laughs> so um, right now I'm in the truck with uh, Graham Hoite, who's my um, host for the day here at Motiti Island. Um, Eight minutes via plane ride uh, from from the mainland from um, Tauranga. This is the so we're on the main road, um, Graham. Yeah, this is the main road on yep. the island. You're just going down to the beach where the boat comes. Unload, load, take the people into town, bring our goods, whatever. Oh, there's a few chookies and a few cattle. A few chookies on the road, not giving way. <laughs> Pretty boggy here looking This road we are now is going down to the beach where we're gonna go where they always load the maze onto the barge, the boats, maze, kumra, whatever. Might get about five tractors coming down this road, the trailers on, twenty bags uh, per trailer load, take it down to the beach, wait for the boat to come in, it takes two hours for the boat from the mainland to get here, load it up, might take about an hour, hour and a half. Then it goes back into town. Does that still happen today, Graham? Oh no, you yeah. never see it happen. So this is back never in the, see those things happen today. Back in the back yeah. when you were growing up, yeah, 50s, yeah, 60s. No, it's quite sad, really. Well, avocados down the other end. Down of the other end of the yeah, island, but not on the Māori side of the yeah. island. So what I really want to see the Māori land put in use to have a boat wharf down the beach here and a barge ramp. Yeah. Make easy access for the people to work with him, on and off. At the moment, it's a real struggle. Why? Because not many of us here to help load up. Well, as a child, we all helped all our crows, queers, work together as one. You know, when I was a child, all these roads here was clean. The grass was short, all the horses roaming up and down these roads. That was the horses' job, keep the roads clean. Draft horses. As we make our way around the pretty rugged terrain of Motiti, Graham points out a few of the pass sites. Now we're going down here, we're going through one pass site. On the island there must be about 20 pass sites. 20 pass sites? Yes, you see the trench over here? Yes. The old Māori trench. There's this one here, isn't it? Ota, the name of this pass site. eye-opening for you, lady, to come over here and look. <laughs> oh, it's like you're on top of the world. Something different from the mainland. Nice and rough and rough. But look at the beautiful beach. It's so beautiful, so serene. It's like its own idyllic spot. Oh, yeah, there's a few boats down there. Oh, like... the dinghy here, that's one because uh, people go out fishing. 
Now I can see um, some yellow and white bags. Look oh, like, those look bags like are the arena. Pebbles. Oh, we don't have to if you don't want to, Graham. Keep the pie. Oh, no, i still got to go down there too. Oh, OK. Just keep our fingers crossed, everyone. <laughs> going down one of the rough roads over here. Yeah, all those bags with the white pebbles from the arena. White pebbles? Yeah, they're only very small things. Yep. So right now I'm at the beach area. Um, is there a name for this area? Yeah, well, Wairanaki. Yeah, Wairanaki. This is the, the main uh, beach for the landing people of here. Come here. Manuri, Tangi, everybody come here. This good beach for it. But at the moment, it's pretty thing. It's rocky at the time. But uh, oh, you get this beach sand, and next minute it's all rocks. Bad seas and stuff. So we're trying to get a wolf put in the barge and make it easy for us to work together as one. Yeah. So, Graham, behind us we've got um, all these white, huge Oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're all full of those uh, white uh, plastic uh, pebbles of the arena. So, so those were part of, uh, those were inside a cargo container? Yeah, in container. the cargo, and they, they, they spilled into the sea and they drifted across over here and the people sort of put them in bags to try and get it all sorted out. Yeah. They're just hoping for a helicopter to take them away, but it's pretty heavy. Yeah. Mother Nature look after herself. After a while, time will be big ocean out there. I sort of leave it to Ingaho if I the four winds look four after winds, us. Yeah. The Wesley can't do it, he give it to the northerly, yeah. it just circle round and round. But he come right here. So where we're standing right now, um the the, the, the what is what's been made of the wreckage? The rest is it under the ocean now you can't see anything? Oh yeah, the, the the rest of the ship is under the under the, the, the water here. What you cannot see out of sight, out of mind, that's what the policy that's in there. Out of sight, out of mind. But the thing is still there. Mm. And yeah, the funny thing, you know, my wife, we were bottling peaches at home. We had a big jar. Bottling peaches? We got no lid. What do you want the lid for? Can't seal the jar. I said, I know what. Tomorrow we're going on a little dinghy. <laughs> going out to that big barge out there and take him a jar of fruit. <laughs> and I said to them, I said, you want a single fish? Have a jar of fruit. 4.30pm comes and it's off to the airstrip to catch the Cessna back to Tauranga. As we sit in the truck waiting, the plane is late and I'm keen to give my host a break from looking after me all day. With very few people who live on Mōtiti, I ask Graham how people socialise. We had a concert here, puppet show at the mine. Puppet shows? Yeah, puppet shows and uh, action songs and uh, plays, you know, all, all sorts. You know, we had a good break up those days, and some days we used to go, we just find we all go down the beach, have a picnic down the beach, races, parents racing, horse racing, and filming and everything. And when I, even when I come back, I was sort of mixing with the kids over here, I was be the Santa Claus, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 big fellow in my thing, and the rest of them in the power, and they go down and take the kids down the beach, yeah. And I was going around the, around the edge of the cliff, hide. And all the kids come down and they say, where's the Santa Claus? Where's the Santa Claus? And I come down and they say, oh, here's Santa Claus. <laughs> so then how does one um, meet a partner when they're on an island? Oh, I'm a partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to be in person. <laughs> person to person. <laughs> I mean, how do you mix socially with, um, you know, meet a partner when well, you're... Well, you know, some Christmas over here, there's the beer parties. At the sports club over here, and it was good those days. They they only have a 
alcohol Christmas time. Mm. But those old days was good. This Christmas was a day of celebrations, fun of coming back to get together and joy, and that was it. But during the year, they hardly drinking. Mm. Just worked hard. And so, um, yeah, let's talk about transportation to and from the island. How many k's did you say this was? Um, five? Uh, what, uh, the, 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 um, sorry, the, the island. The, the island was five miles wide by, no, three miles wide by five miles long. My dad used to take, uh, my brother and I, twins on the Tiger Moth plane, fly from the island and fly right down to First Avenue, land down the beach. And we had a truck there, all rugby wooden spoke wheels to take us from the truck, uh, from the beach to my grandfather's place at Tupuna. Did Dad drive a, um, was he a pilot? Huh? Oh. No, my dad wasn't a pilot, they had their own pilot in town. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. didn't have radios on their planes. They just, uh, yeah, yeah, when they left the airport, they just told them that they're coming to Mortiti again. Man. Yeah. Open, open planes there, it wasn't no canopy on it. So we were sort of parked up at the airstrip, and my 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 plane's due here at about uh, four o'clock, or maybe yeah. ten past four. Yeah, four it's an eight-minute flight, eh? Yeah, eight-minute flight. Yeah. So I'm waiting for my groceries. Hope they'll come on this plane. And my diesel. I told my daughter Simone, make sure to get a bit of diesel. I'm running out of diesel. <laughs> but it doesn't worry us. We just wait around. When, when there's a plane, there's always a plane flying every day, are we? So how do you get supplies to and from? Oh, we just ring up to New Wells, and they'll just send it over on the plane. They deliver yep. to the aerocop and then they bring it over when there's a plane and they'll ring out of this plane coming up. Your groceries come down and pick it up. ことくパパは日本のことあるのいもやまらえらんことくちわこほいてえ、ほいてもやローラーラメクのちちたいところかぷつきわこてらんめかほいてもいきやパイキタフィティハイモナトゥファラトマタタかぷつわこたくパパこ